All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. We start our Friday show with a very special announcement. We finally have secured the S for the Sports Closet Studio sign. It doesn't quite match, but damn it, it's better than it was before. We are live from the Sports Closet Studio, the properly signed Sports Closet Studio. We are here to talk about a three-game winning streak, three goals from Connor McDavid, and three reasons why we're going to beat the Calgary Flames for more. Let's get into it all with the lead. There you go. Back in its rightful spot up there. The Sports Closet Studio. Uh, the Oilers go out. And they beat the Chicago Blackhawks, but it was not the vic- the kind of victory, at least, that we were expecting. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. We are live on the Oilers Nation Facebook, live on the Oilers Nation Twitter, and of course on the Nation Network YouTube, where I got the chat open. If you're already in there, if you're already watching, hammer that like button and give me your thoughts on the game last night. Uh, for those of you like Rusty, who watched along with the stream last night as well, because we were live for the entire game right here on the Nation Network YouTube. Uh, Rusty says that was a fun stream last night. New just huge. McDavid is on pace for 82 goals. God damn it. Is he ever on pace for 82 goals? Connor McDavid leads the NHL in goals. He's got six more than that guy who wears number 34 out in Toronto. And uh, I mean, Connor McDavid. We're going to talk about his Rocket Richard odds or the chances or how we feel about that in just a second here. 
but first, let's talk about that game last night because there is a lot to get to. I actually thought the Oilers got off to a you know, decent-ish start in that hockey game. Zach Hyman finds the back of the net first. Um, it was also the first point of the night for Connor McDavid. And then just some defensive miscues ended up costing the Oilers a little bit, in my opinion. You know, the Andreas Athens CU one, part of that was bad luck, right? Hyman goes around the net. He's got a scoring chance. He throws it in front because his D-man Darnell Nurse is pinching in. And you would think, D-man pinching in, I throw the puck to the front of the net. Someone's going to pick it up. No one picks it up, goes the other way. Athanasiu showcases or shows off that speed that we just saw so much of when he was an Edmonton Oiler. Um, and he finds the back of the net there. Reese Johnson, who hadn't scored in almost a calendar year, he scores the second goal. The Oilers are down 2-1 after the first period. Not good. And then in the second, just for lack of a better phrase, shit hits the fan. Connor McDavid scores early. In total, there were four goals in that period. Both the Oilers' goals scored by Connor McDavid, but... There probably should have been a fifth goal in that period. Uh, we're going to talk about the Evander Kane thing in just a second, but the officiating in general. I like this comment from, I'm not going to read your name, but SKS, did you see the Blackhawks' new alternate jerseys last night? The black and white stripes were a bold choice. And yeah, last night in, on the stream, the chat was fired up. I was angry. I thought the officiating was brutal in that game. In the second period, they called, what, 10, 11, 12 penalties in that period? Against the Oilers, like the ones early on, the Jack Campbell one, I didn't have a problem. I mean, he shot it over the glass. That's whatever. Marcus Niemelainen's interference. Yeah, probably interference. The Evander Kane double minor for cross-checking on Connor Murphy was, it was cross-checking. Murphy engaged first, just wasn't as strong as Evander Kane, so couldn't knock him down. Also, Murphy probably dove a little bit on that play as well. But then Murphy got his licks in on Kane. So if you're going to give Kane four, I think you had to give Murphy two. That was brutal. In the moment, I thought that was brutal. Uh, the Hawks end up getting three straight penalties called against them. But the thing that drove me nuts is two and a half minutes, two minutes and 37 seconds after they double up Evander Kane for the cross check on Murphy, Jake McCabe slashes Tyson Berry hard. Berry goes back at McCabe the same way Murphy went back at Evander Kane. Murphy didn't get a penalty. Barry gets a penalty for going back at McCabe. It was just, there was no consistency whatsoever in the way that game was being called. There was a brutal interference penalty that they missed right before that as well. In between those two penalties, the Hawks very well could have had four straight penalties. It was just maddening to see how few calls or how inconsistent the officiating was. Because again, if you, and that's fine. If you want to give four to Evander Kane, even though you, barely ever see that in the NHL where a guy gets a double minor for cross-checking. If you're going to do that and not give anything to Murphy for the retaliation, you gotta, you can't give Barry a penalty two and a half minutes later for kind of the same thing. So I thought that was ridiculous. The Holloway hook was embarrassingly soft. He touched his stick twice, I think, and then Domi fumbled the puck into the corner. That was a brutal call. Um, and then there was the Evander Kane on Sportsmanlike, which, I mean, that's probably on Evander Kane. He needs to cool down. He needs to keep his mouth shut and not bring that to the point where the refs call a penalty on you. That's also probably a little bit of a reputation call on Kane. But he's fired up because his goal got waved off. And let's take a look into that play now. I see we got the replay all queued up. Listen, I am, I talked to Mike McKenna today on Daily Faceoff Live. Mike McKenna, card-carrying member of the goaltending union, was an NHL goalie for a handful of years, played professional hockey. He thinks this goal should have counted. The call initially on the ice, as you can see, is a goal. The refs then huddle up and decide that they're going to change the call on the ice, which that happens every once in a while. That's not like the most insane thing ever. 
I understand it. You know, the ref gets the opinion of the other three officials. They go, yeah, okay, this is what I saw, this is what I saw. Okay, calling the ice is now no goal. Oilers challenge, it gets waved off. The NHL released an explanation today, and I will find that for you here. It just, uh, the window closed. Here's the NHL's official explanation from their website. After originally signaling a goal, the on-ice officials huddled and, and changed their call to no goal. Again, that happens. That's fine. Video review supported the call on the ice that the actions of Evander Kane impaired the ability of Chicago goaltender Alex Stalock to play his position. The decision was made in accordance to Rule 69.1, which states, Goals should be disallowed only if an attacking player, either by his positioning or by contact, impairs the goalkeeper's ability to move freely within his crease or defend his goal. So my problem with this is, one, did he really impede Stalock's ability to play the position? Because Stalock makes a save and then makes an attempt on the rebound that Kane scores on. Okay? He, he had a chance to make the save. He made a save two seconds earlier. So if he couldn't play his position, how does that work? Also, if the rule is going to be Goals should be disallowed only if an attacking player, either by his positioning or by contact, impairs the goalkeeper's ability to move freely. Jones pushed him in. There's an overhead angle that they showed on the broadcast where Kane is, his two feet are firmly outside of the blue paint. Firmly at like, not, it's close, but it's not that close. Like you can't make an argument he was in the crease. And Jones pushes him in that direction. Did Kane maybe fall a little easily and fall a little hard? Sure. Did Staylock sell that? Absolutely. There was sell jobs going on both sides there. And again, I see Rusty. Did it impair Staylock? I don't think so. Like, if, if the shot right there, right there, if that would have gone in, okay, sure. But he gets up. He's slow to get up. He gets up. And my problem with the rule being by positioning or by contact is... If a guy's going to get a grade A scoring chance and you're Darnell Nurse tomorrow against Calgary and Huberto is wide open on the far side of the net and you got Elias Lindholm in front, just bury him into your goalie. Just knock him into your goalie. It, no goals will count for the next 12 seconds. There's the loophole. You're killing a penalty? Just shove guys into your goalie and goals won't count. It's ridiculous. So whatever. If by the book that's the right call, fine. You live with it. The Oilers won anyways. They didn't cover the puck line. That was annoying. Oilers won anyways, didn't cost them the game, whatever. It cost Evander Kane one goal, and it ended up costing the Oilers a delay game penalty and the unsportsmanlike, so it cost them four minutes in power play time as well. But if that's going to be the rule, you got to change it. Like, I just don't see how that makes any sense whatsoever. If defensemen, if, if the rule says by contact, to me, I'm reading that as contact from someone else, from the other team, you can just knock guys into your net. All the time. Who cares? Goals won't count. Ridiculous. I didn't love it, uh, but I did love the way the Oilers kind of battled through that. They put up 38 shots on the Blackhawks. Staylock, to his credit, was very good. Um, and then Jonathan Taves, I mean, he kind of opened the door for the Oilers there at the end. He took a penalty late in the third period. He made a turnover, and I joked on the stream last night. And maybe Jonathan Taves is sitting there, big brain play, you know? He's like, hey, I'm going to be an Oiler at the deadline. I know the boys need these two points. Maybe we just, hey, you know, yeah, here you go, Yamo. Maybe he was lining up for that last face off with Dryson. I was like, buddy, just win it to the side, all right? These are a big two points if we're going to catch Calgary. Dryson was like, what? Anyways, Oilers get the dub. It's on to Calgary now, like Rusty says. See, we got a poll up if people want more, uh, more watch-alongs. Well, 91% said yes. We'll definitely do one in November. I'll try to do one like one every three, four weeks. 
because um, that was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Uh, it is Friday on Oilers Nation every day. And you know what that means? When it's Friday, our boy bagged milk stops by. Let's bring him in now. I see he's ready to go. Let's get to the bro down. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's Friday, so you know what that means? It's time for the Bro Down with Bag Milk. BM, welcome into the show. Uh, what is, I, I think you heard my rant there. What'd you make of the Kane call? I heard your rant. I heard the explanation from the league. I've read it myself. None of it makes sense. None of it. Yeah. Evander Kane, that goal, you know why that goal is called back? And I don't care if this is tinfoil hat, hat shit or not. It's because it's Evander Kane. If that was Ryan Nugent Hopkins, if that was Leon Dreisaitl, if that's Zach Hyman, that goal counts. But because of Vander Kane's reputation, I personally believe that's why that goal was called off because the explanation makes zero sense at all. Jones pushed him into the crease. Like you said, did he take his sweet time getting off Staylock? Maybe a little bit, but everybody does that. How many times around the NHL have we seen this exact play or a variation of it come back as a good goal because it's not deemed interference because the defenseman pushed him in there again yeah jones pushed him in there's time for staylock to get up he makes a save it's not kane's fault he can't hang on to the rebound it's not kane's fault it was just sitting there outside the crease the puck that is for him to knock into the empty net it's just a ridiculous call by the nhl Again, for, a, for a, a league that is just gagging for offense over the last handful of years, the amount of goals they call back for just nonsense is completely ridiculous. I'm still mad about this, Tyler, regardless of the fact that the Oilers won last night, because it's dumb. This could exact play could come at a more meaningful time in the season. And if this is how it's going to be called with such inconsistency, it's just what is the point of this? Even having Woodcroft challenge it, rightfully so, to have that called back and then you get a penalty against you for making what I believe was a smart challenge, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. 
The NHL doesn't even pay attention to its own rules. They're basically suggestions, and it's very annoying. It's annoying. All right, our blood pressure is getting high, so let's talk about some positives from last night. Uh, it's the year of the Nuge. I think that's been decided now. Oh, Ryan yeah. Nugent Hopkins, he's on pace for, well, he's got five goals in eight games. I'm not going to do the math, but I think that's like a 55-goal pace. Uh, th- I mean, you must just be thrilled watching this guy not just score goals, but he's scoring big goal after big goal after big goal after big goal. Big goals, key moments in the game, and anybody who yep. says, oh, well, Nuge can only do it this time, or that time well he's got points he's got points at even strength he's got points on the power play what else do you need the guy to do he's got 11 points in eight games one of the best starts of his career and he looks really good he looks confident he's snapping the puck around i'm hitting the over two and a half shots prop from our friends at betway on nuge all the time because he just looks like he wants to shoot he's not like last year i don't know if you notice this as much now that he's on a heater tyler but like Last year, he would get the puck in a spot where we probably want him to shoot, and he would always look past. This year, he's not doing that. He's playing with Connor right now, and he has to be a trigger man, and he is taking advantage, and I love it. I'm super pumped for the guy. The city loves him, and I'm just happy to see him being rewarded for, for some really strong play early on. Yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, it's one of those guys where, like, you know, you watch McDavid do his thing, and you're like, ah, that's amazing. You watch Drysdale do his thing, you're like, oh, we're so lucky. But when Nuge, when Nuge gets rolling like this, it, it warms your heart because, again, there's just so many reasons for this fan base to be emotionally connected to this guy. He's the first Oiler in all likelihood who's going to go wire to wire, spend his entire career here in Edmonton. He's going to probably set the record for career games played by an Edmonton Oiler as well, like. He, he's a lifetime oiler, and you can't say that about really anyone in this franchise's history of substance. So seeing him have this year, uh, I, I want to ask you this. You know, We're talking, you know, he's on pace for this and this and this, 100 points, 55 goals, whatever. What's your realistic expectation? Like if you had to make a prediction right now, how many goals, how many points does he finish the year with? I think probably just realistically, um, he's probably going to fall somewhere around the 25 goal mark if he keeps this pace up. Uh, he's probably going to, my goal for him, my ideal scenario is for him to set new career high in points, which right now it's 69. Nice. But if he hits 70 plus, I think, man, that's a really strong season for Nuge at five and a half, five and a quarter million dollars. Like if you get 70 points out of a guy at that price point, I think you're laughing, right? You got to be satisfied with that. Obviously, if he clears it and he can remain a point per game guy throughout the season, I'm stoked. I am pumped. I'm building a statue in my front yard. But realistically, if he comes in around uh, 25 goals, give or take a couple, 70 points, man, I'm going to be pumped for him. Rusty says 35 goals, 80 points. I think that's probably the outer marker for RNH. Flynn says 25 goals, 75 points. Oh, did we just lose this? Yeah, I love all that. I think. I love all that. I think. I think we're having a little bit of trouble on the YouTube side of things. Um, but anyways, we'll we'll get all that sorted out. Uh, we're still live on Facebook and Twitter, I believe. So let's just keep rolling here, Bag Mill. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is leading the NHL in points. Or sorry, in goals. He's also tied <laughs> for the lead in points. What do you make of his Rocket Richard chances? I'm seeing him on some books at like plus 425. I Just considering the 8-8... Eight and eight, Man, I, I think he might be a legit threat to win the Rocket this year. The thing about Connor is he would never say it, right? Like, he would never admit to anyone other than maybe his friends or Leon or himself that 
the Rocket Richard is a, an award, one of the only individual awards he hasn't had that he probably really wants. Who cares about the Lady Bing? Maybe he wants a Selkie at some point, but the Rocket Richard for most goals in the NHL, I, man, I think he wants it. And right now he's got two hat tricks in eight in eight games played. He's got eight goals in eight games. I don't know where his limit is on goals, but I think back to the interview that Leon Dreisaitl did with Elliot Friedman on Hockey Night in Canada a few weeks back where Leon says, Connor, you have to score 60. You are that good. And whether or not he gets anywhere close to that, that's a different story. But to see him at the end of the year in contention for the Rocket Richard, this is the year. This is the year he's shooting. He's getting a little bit selfish. Like, how about that first goal on Staylock last night? Staylock still doesn't know where that one, that shot was. He just needs to be a little <laughs> yeah. bit more selfish. He's by far the best player on the ice. Once he kind of figures out that the shot matches the rest of the skill set, man, watch out. I believe this year. I've already bet on it. I don't remember what the odds are that I bet on him to get the Rocket Richard before the season started, but I bet on it. I still believe it, and I would double down on it if I have the chance. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good spot. Uh, those are the positive storylines. McDavid rifling home pucks. Ryan Nugent Hopkins playing as well as he is to start the year. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Jack Campbell. We had someone in the chat asking us about our thoughts on his game. And I'm, I'm honestly having a tough time putting my finger, finger on that performance from Jack Campbell because he made some big saves. He made some outstanding saves throughout that hockey game. But... He still ends the night with an 861 save percentage. He's still allowed five goals to the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know, but none of those goals were like that bad. So I, I'm just torn on it. What did you make of Campbell last night? I, I just, I can't think of last night's game against Chicago and have any real opinions on the goaltending from that game, given that there were 17 combined power plays. I've never even seen yeah, a game like that where a team has taken eight minors in a single penalty in a single period. Like, yeah, Jack Campbell, nobody's going to write home about an 861 ever. But like you said, he made enough saves to get the win. And also you look at his counterpart in Alex Daylock, he finished with an 842. He still outdueled his counterpart even under the strangest of circumstances. I just, to me, in a vacuum, last night's game is one you just kind of throw away as an outlier because I don't know if that I've ever seen a game like that before in my life, let alone having it happen again this year. I still think Jack Campbell's going to be getting used to playing behind the Oilers too. I, I don't think just on a human level that we give these guys enough credit for changing teams, changing systems, changing teammates. Sure, they know the guys in the summer and they work out together and blah, 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 but that's not the same as actually playing with them in a season. And I think it's gonna take Jack Campbell a little bit of time to get used to a completely different setup than he saw in Toronto. I don't think he's been horrible by any means at all. Nope. He can absolutely be better, but I am not concerned about Jack Campbell whatsoever. And I know that some people are, I just, I just can't share that viewpoint. So tomorrow against Calgary, do you ride the hot hand with Stu Skinner or do you, give, do you give Campbell his redemption shot at the Flames? I bet Campbell gets the redemption shot. He, he's brought in here to be the starter. You know, I, I, I think, think that even though Skinner is looking real good, I bet Woodcroft, I'd bet on Woodcroft going back to Campbell tomorrow. 
And I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say it's going to be Stuart Skinner that gets uh, gets the start. He was lights out against Calgary. And I think you do need to treat this, even though Campbell was brought in and paid to be the starter. Um, I think you've got to look at Stuart Skinner and go, you know what? You've earned this. You've given us some really, really good performances. And I, I'm a fan of sending a message to the room kind of that, hey, when you play well, you get rewarded and you get the big hockey night in Canada start. So I think I would go with Stuart Skinner, but who, regardless of whoever's in that big note, me and you are going to be in the building tomorrow night, and we're going to be doing yeah. some pregame content with the guys down at Flames Nation as well. We are going to have a good time in Calgary. Well, just to go back to the goaltending really quickly, like yep. the nice part about this season, Tyler, is I actually don't care too much who gets the start. If they go with Skinner tomorrow, I'll be like, you know what? Hell yeah, Stuart, because you earn that. He played lights out in his last two appearances. Why not? But if they go to Jack Campbell, I'm good with that too. For the first time in quite a while, I'm really comfortable with the Oilers goaltending tandem. And it's kind of nice to just have that, eh, whatever. Whoever goes in, I'm, I'm buying it. I trust him. Let's I'm go. with you. Uh, as for I'm Calgary, I'm super pumped. We're jumping in the Alfa Romeo tomorrow morning. Jay, Dan, and I, we're going to be ripping down to Calgary. We're going to be making it there around noon, do a little content with the crew at Flames Nation. Then we are popping over to the mystery location to give away a couple of tickets for the first people that show up. I'm not supposed to say this, but it's definitely Greta at 5 p.m. Yes. Oilers Nation everyday listeners, viewers, if you are in Calgary, you just heard where you need to be tomorrow. Keep an eye on our social. You didn't hear it from me. timing and all that. Um, but we're going to be giving away you some tickets to the me. BOA. Yeah, you didn't I hear did from not Dag say Dag. that we we're going to be. At, I didn't say that we we're going to be at Greta at 5 p.m. I didn't say that. I should have done like some Easter eggs behind me, like spelled it out on the board or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's definitely not at Greta at 5 p.m. If you show up at Greta at 5 p.m., we may or may not arrive, but we probably mm -hmm. will be there. But don't tell and me. And we only got a few tickets as well. So there you go. First come, okay, first serve, uh, baby. So you're going to want to be there early. We're going to be talking betting, all that good stuff tomorrow on, on uh, our pregame content with the guys on Flames Nation. So keep it locked for that. Beg milk, drive safe. I'll see you in Calgary tomorrow. Well, I bet the comeback last night, Tyler, and I won. Yes, so did I. All right, thanks, BM. Let's get to the wrap. I'll be cruising down there in the nation truck courtesy of uh, our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Tomorrow is a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show right here on Oilers Nation every day. And because, like we always say, the Sports Closet Studio is it's a mindset. It's not one physical location. It cannot be defined by four walls. The Sports Closet Studio is a state of mind. So we'll be bringing the Sports Closet Studio down to Calgary tomorrow is uh, what I'm getting at here. Let's bring in our boy Liam for a little bit of betting talk, courtesy of Betway. Liam, I got three hockey plays ready to go. I got three NFL picks for the weekend. I'm up 3.1 units since we started this show on my recommended NFL bets. It'd be a lot more if Tom Brady knew how to win a football game. But regardless, what do you got for tonight? So tonight, obviously, we actually did pretty well again last night. The only one we missed on was the puck line. But tonight, I'm going to go with David Pasternak to keep his two-point streak alive. Going, going up against Columbus. I mean, he's had it in three straight games. May as well keep that one rolling. And Brent Burns is shot prop. Two and a half at minus 125 against the Islanders is one that I'm liking too. I like that Burns one, Liam. I've bet that a few times this year. He's hit it in three of his last five games as well. When he's hit it, he's crushed it. 
four, five, and four. Mm-hmm. So I don't uh, I don't mind that spot at all for 37-year-old Brent Burns. My place tonight, Jack Hughes shot prop out in New Jersey, but then I'm taking the Avs to beat the Devils at minus 125. And I am also taking... What was my third bet of the day? Jack Eichel to pick up an assist in Golden Knights Anaheim Ducks. Plus 120 is the payout there. I'm down a little bit on my NHL bets this year, but up a little bit on my NFL plays. So here is my week eight NFL bet. I got a teaser. I got a spread play. I got a player prop. I've hit my player prop back-to-back weeks as well. The teaser, I'm taking the Giants up to nine and a half. As uh, I mean, they're taking on the Seahawks. They're dogs. They're in Seattle. I get it. Tough game. But this Giants team has been scrappy this year, and they've been great in the second half, so I like their chances. Even if it's a backdoor cover, I like their chances of covering nine and a half. I'm pairing it up with Cardinals up to plus 10. I think this is a good spot against the Vikings. Vikings, not a great home team. Cardinals, when Kyler Murray is a road dog, they're actually pretty good. So Giants plus nine and a half parlayed with Cardinals plus 10. That's my teaser bet, minus 130. Uh, my other spread play, Eagles minus 10 and a half against the Steelers. I think the Steelers are junk. I think their win against the Bucks was because the Bucks were terrible. And this Eagles team is looking like a legit Super Bowl contender. And I'm taking Stephon Diggs over 78 and a half receiving yards as my prop on the Sunday nighter. He has hit. 100 yards of receiving in four of his six games so far this year. Coming off a bye, he'll be rested. Bills at home should be feeding him the ball. Digs over 78 and a half is my favorite player prop. So those are my three NFL plays, Liam. I'm with you on the uh, the Eagles one. I was just looking at that. And Pittsburgh stink. I don't even know the name of their quarterback right now. So we'll stick with that one too. And then the other one, as a Detroit Lions fan, I shouldn't say this, but we are not very good. And the fact Miami is only minus is three and a half. Yeah. I'm going with Miami. I don't even care if it's at home, on the moon, wherever it is. Detroit are not going to come close against Miami this week, I don't think. So I'll go for those are my two plays. Okay. So you hit your bets, Liam, and you know what you're going to do with your winnings? What am I going to do? You're going to go buy yourself some cold and flu medication. All right. Feel better this weekend. We need you back at 100% on Monday. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be back rolling Monday. Have some. Be part of the conversation on Monday. I believe it. <laughs> All right. There you go. Get out of here, Liam. That's our Betway betting report. Uh, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And uh, I think we are out of time. That is going to be a wrap on our show today. BOA preview show coming tomorrow with the guys down in Calgary. Uh, keep it locked on our Twitter. Keep it locked on my Twitter. I'll announce the time and all that coming up in just a second. But it's ON every day against Barnburner. Going to be a ton of fun down in Calgary. Until then, enjoy your Friday night and enjoy getting geared up for another BOA on Saturday night. Talk to you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.